This, 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 this is mythical. Ear Biscuits is supported by the farmer's dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them. And if you're Barbara, you will like <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That, that woman is crazy, <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right, and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls makes sense. Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive pre-portioned and in ready-to-serve packs delivered on your schedule. Millions of meals have been ordered across the country. We've been partnering with the Farmer's Dog for a few years now and they really are as good as they say. It really has never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com ear. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at the round table of adequate lighting, we're gonna be talking about a number of things, including the witching hour. Can we also talk about teleportation? We're gonna be talking about teleportation. Okay. We're gonna be talking about the difference between being murdered and assassinated. <laughs> we got lots of we had lots of good questions from y'all. Why are you using that voice though? Oh, that's my new thing. I'm trying it out. I've been it's thinking like, about. I've got to. I got to. I got to keep listening. Yeah, it's easier to do than the monster truck announcer voice. It's easier to do than this <laughs> at the Dorton well, Arena. Okay, okay, it's easier to do than that. Yeah. You wouldn't think you could get monster trucks in the Dorton Arena, having played there, which if you don't know is the old venue in the middle of the state fairgrounds in North Carolina that we would always, there'd be concerts during the fair and then we were one of the concerts and it seemed small. Um, How could you have, I've never been to a monster truck rally. That voice makes me not wanna go but. Really, that, makes, that voice makes me wanna everything go. Everything else makes me wanna go. I think you want to be in a place that feels too small for monster trucks if you're gonna go watch monster trucks. Yeah. Because you want the you want to feel the impending doom. Like this if Bigfoot loses control, we could all die. Like that's the fun in it. Dig your own grave by going I, and seeing grave have digger. You, have you watched? Not in a long time. Okay, you have no idea. Go on YouTube and just type in Monster trunk, <laughs> monster trunk. It's I want to see some big trunks. <laughs> it's a totally new thing. Could be an elephant. Could be a chest. Caprice I don't classic care. monster trunk. No, type in monster truck highlights. What they're doing in the world of monster trucks is so much crazier than what they were doing the last time you checked in. When you checked in last time, it was like Bigfoot was like, "Yeah, I could crush some cars." Now Bigfoot, and I don't even know if Bigfoot's still around can like balance on the back wheels, do a full flip. What? Link, they, it's basically like watching an Olympic gymnast. <laughs> it's like Simone Biles. But she's driving a truck. But she's in a cool. truck. She is the truck. Oh, that's You, you cool. have no idea what they're doing in the world of monster have trucks, they and I wanna go. As the, soon as crowds happen again, I'm going. I just, I think that statement just applies across the board. I want to go. <laughs> I want to do, I want to see. You have no Monster idea. trucks sound like the most amazing thing ever because you, you've got quarantine goggles. I can't believe you goggles. don't know this. Quarantine goggles. I believe you don't know. I do remember, I think Jenna went to a monster truck rally. Jenna, didn't you go to a monster truck rally? I've been to a couple. She's been to she, a couple. Hey, and tell him. She's on the video hey, chat. Am she, I not right about what they're doing She's is watching us do this because, I mean, what else does she have to do? <laughs> Hold on, she's, she's talking. They're amazing, right? Balancing on just the back wheels, bouncing on the front wheels. Yeah, balancing on the back wheels, just the front wheels. Bunch of trickery. Have they developed the technology? There was a- Parachute? There yeah. was a type of monster truck toy, mm. a remote controlled monster truck as a kid. I like the way you said remote with an L. Remote. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? <Yeah>. Remote. <laughs> Well, you can, at least I can say. I say a lot of things wrong, man. I know, but I, I say but wolves, you point it out every single time I say it. I say wolves with an L too because it's in there. <laughs> you don't. Wolves, man. <laughs> Have they developed 
the toy that I remember as a child that was a monster truck that whenever it would it would get stuck on something, claws would come out like animal oh, claws would I come had, out of the we of I the wheels that. of I the tires, that. and then it would start. What was that? Climbing over boulders and stuff. What was the name of that thing? I had that. You had it? Oh yeah, I had it. In, in California or something, or, or when I was your friend? When I was a kid, I had the monster truck that had the, they were like orange claws yeah. that came out, hands that came out and gripped things. I bet it was called the claw. I don't know, I'm into it though. Did they do that? I'm sure they're doing Jenna, something. Jenna, you seen that? No, I haven't seen the claws. He hasn't seen the claws coming out of the tires. Claws. That's advanced technology. Well, when that happens, I'm definitely going. Okay. I I think it's like a, Fun-loving girl venue. I mean, Jenna's a fun-loving girl. <laughs> uh, Mamry, I know that Mamry would go. Mamry Hart would go to Mamry like goes to and then wrestling matches and, and put it on her and, Instagram. Uh, monster truck. Yeah, she's living it up. She's totally living it yeah, up. If I really wanted to have fun, I'd really, I'd really be friends with her, like active yeah. friends. Like yeah. we're you know we're passive, right. digital friends. Like if we see each other. But you know, I mean, I, I guess that's one of the, one of the appeals. She's fun love. Yeah. Well, I don't know what she's doing lately. That's the thing. When you live a life as exciting as Mamrie, then when COVID happens, I mean, we should check in on her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because there's, she's not she's not going to see wrestling. She's not going to see a monster truck. And I'm sure it's not the same when you just watch it on television. I mean, have you watched wrestling? I watched. I watched. Uh, you know a, what? Some I'm of the highlights from that WrestleMania. And uh, there's no crowd, of course. I mean, sports without crowds, already crazy. Already sort of weird. Wrestling without crowds? I mean, yeah. it was almost embarrassing. Yeah. Like when the guy hits the, lands on the mat, and you can really hear it, like, and nothing so, else. So they're not adding crowd noise. NBA games. They have a crowd, a digital crowd. They have a digital crowd, but they add crowd noise at certain parts. Yeah, they do. And it's fine. The NBA games are, are are still fun to watch. I don't think they add crowd noise the whole time. They add crowd noise it's like at, transitional. at the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's like, like transitional transitional noise. moments or whatever. Yeah. But then you get into the game, and it's I don't think there's crowd noise. But you see the people on the screens. Are they live? Like are they are they confer video conferencing in, or are they just sending in footage of themselves as being looped? Oh, it's live. So they so you can be how do you get to be one of those? I don't people? know. Me and Locke have had this discussion. I was like, Locke, figure out how you become one of those people who's watching. And you gave I gave him an assignment. Uh he didn't do it. But I did find out so I heard somebody talking on Twitter about um because I was wondering, like, you know, people on video chats, their decorum is a lot different than somebody in the real world, right? The chances of you like literally like whipping it out on a video chat as a joke are way higher than in real life. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about the twig and berries. Yeah, and you just know that somebody's like, I'm gonna get on there and whip it out. Yeah, because no, what are they gonna do? Come to your house and? I don't know what they're gonna do, but I do know. Batter down your door? There's two, there's two things that happen. The first thing that happens is, if somebody whips it, <laughs> whips it out, or makes an obscene gesture, I think we, we could expand what, is, what cut, the difference. Uh, well, no, you immediately kick them off the stream and ban them, right? Uh, but then the second thing is there is a slight delay because one of the things you'll notice if you watch the NBA games right now is there are these very long, sometimes like seven to nine seconds long where you don't hear anything except the announcers because they're bleeping out the profanity of the players that you typically do not hear because of the crowd. Oh. And these dudes are constantly cursing, you know? They're cursing a whole lot less because they know they're being listened to. But just watch one of the NBA games and they, they will just, oh, oh, somebody's cursing, somebody's it's, cursing back. It's dropped, all the audio drops so, out of the court. There's a delay, I don't know what the delay is, seven seconds or whatever, just in time for somebody to be like, oh, they cursed, I'm gonna. So mm -hmm. if you show a twig and berries in the feed, they can probably automatically not show it. There's some technology, you know? So does that, have you just talked yourself out of pursuing <laughs> <laughs> being in the virtual stage? The way that I know that it's live is because if you, again, I, I watch a lot of NBA, and what's happening now is like when people like the, I saw the other day, like Paul Pierce was watching a Celtics game, and he was in the crowd watching a Celtics game, and 
like they were showing his reactions to things that were happening. He was like, and they'll show people like somebody misses a free throw, and you'll watch all the people behind the goal light go. And also, when people are shooting free throws, the they put the opposing team's feed, or maybe it just happened to be that, and everybody's on their screens trying to get the guy to miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So you're saying they have a separate feed than like the average viewer, than the broadcast viewer, because theirs is actually live. Well, but you. Oh. And then the thing yeah, is broadcast because the seven is seconds, the seven seconds wouldn't work right. for us. Well, it wouldn't work for them. It would look like everybody was just very slow in reacting to everything. Wow, yeah. so yeah, they That's probably do have a real feed of the game that is no delay. For these special people. And how do you get to be one of those people? I don't know, you probably go to NBA.com. Is, it, is this turning into an ad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably go pretty Go to NBA.com slash ear and it will redirect you to a site that actually exists. Now, I was watching a WNBA game the other day. They do not do the crowd. They have no video crowd. And I was like, why don't they get a video crowd? They don't crowd? get a video crowd? What's up with that? Give the women a video crowd. It's the same court, right? It's not the same court. It's a court that looks the same. The setup is similar. It's a lot of screens. Just <laughs> double the screens. What are you trying to say? That's probably their justification. I'm not saying I agree well, with Well, I know that there's a lot less money in the WNBA than in the NBA, and maybe they just don't have money for screens. But it immediately hit me that like, y'all y'all need to do the screens for the women as well because sure, yeah, it's like, it's this really obvious difference. Yeah. You know? I mean, how would you rate yourself? I mean, we're talking quarantine. Quarantine. <laughs> okay, on a scale of one to 10. You're, just in general? You Like you're. Oh, you mean just how I feel right now? Yeah, I mean, let's just have a quick c c quarantine update. Just on a scale of one to 10. Uh, okay. I had a I had a coming back from vacation. Uh, I had a low I had, I had some low points. Oh yeah, yeah. Just I don't know. I just you know something I told you about the disappointing thing that happened on vacation would hurt myself or whatever. Uh, but I actually I had a moment of uh, like a very specific moment during uh, meditation last week where it was like. Things sort of sh shifted for me. Oh, ego death. <laughs> it wasn't anything that that substantial, but it was just one of those things that was shifted, like, huh? well, no, it was just sort of a realignment of my expectations. You know, I, I so a lowering of expectations. Uh, well, that would be that would be a negative way to put it, but I do think that there is a, you know, was a, we were talking about this this morning as a family. We were talking about this. But like, I think one of the things that happens when you are stuck and you're not able to travel and you're not able to experience life in the way that you used to, if you're being a responsible person, that is. I mean, if, if you're not being a responsible person and you're just going on about your business, then A, screw you, and B, you won't be able to relate to what I'm about to say. But um, if you're being a responsible citizen in the midst of this pandemic, and so you're limiting yourself from the things that you would typically experience, you can, and depending on your personality, if you can have a, a tendency to begin to, you know, it's just depressing, right? It, it, it's, it, it's, oh yeah, it's depressing. It's the same thing over and over again. And I was thinking about traveling, and I was thinking about all the things that I want to experience, and I was listening to a guided meditation, and uh, the woman doing the guided meditation, monster truck guided meditation. <laughs> there's an idea. Write that down. Uh, but no, her voice was very, very peaceful. Very peaceful and very soothing. Um, and she was basically talking about your inner landscape as opposed to the world of, the, the world's landscape, right? Mm -hmm. And just this realization that sort of the work that you do on yourself by being introspective, figuring yourself out and sort of getting lost in your own inner landscape. And I don't mean that in like a super self-absorbed way. I mean that in like, Becoming who you are becoming, the process of becoming who you're becoming, is something that if you are truly engaged in it, uh, it stands to be substantially more fulfilling than the idea of just exploring the external world, right? Because we, we tend to, we were programmed in a way to think that the external is where happiness is. It's something outside of you. It's a new house, it's a new car, it's a new job, it's a new relationship. And everyone falls for this lie, right? That if you get the circumstances, the external circumstances in your life right, hmm. you will be happy. 
but every single person who has ever gotten the external circumstances completely right says, this ain't it, y'all, this ain't it, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect example of that from, uh, if, you're, if you relate to our background, King Solomon, right? Yep. The whole, the whole uh, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, the whole book is about how I had everything. Any, anything that I wanted, any pleasure that I wanted, and it's all vanity, right? It's all, there's nothing new under the sun. It's not, and so for me, and I have to come to this multiple times, it's like I was thinking about my vacation and how it didn't go how I wanted it to. I, another thing, again, these are super first world problems, very privileged problems, I get back from a vacation and my freaking pool area is still not done, right? Like they still got multiple things to do. The pool has no water in it, et cetera. These things that most people don't have, period, in the world or even in the United States. And I'm complaining because mine's not done yet, you know? Mm -hmm. But then I was like, but why am I placing so much expectation and, and why am I relating my happiness to the impending completion of this project? Because I already know what's gonna happen. The project's gonna get done. I'm gonna have a pool and a hot tub that are exactly the way me and my wife want. I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna listen to the music from the speakers that we've installed. And I'm gonna be happy about that for about four hours. <laughs> you, four, know, okay. you know what I'm saying? No, I, we're gonna enjoy it as a family. I'm, not gonna t I'm gonna try not to take it for granted. But everyone adjusts. Your barometer, your thermostat changes. It adjusts to whatever you're in and so, there was just this moment where I was like, what about right now? What about the moment right now? What about what's happening right now? Find the joy in what's happening right now. Find the joy in figuring out who you are and dealing with your own bullshit. Did that happen? Um, yeah, it did. And I feel like it, I've, I've been able to tap into that for about a week. So I feel good right now. I'm sure it'll wear off. And then I'll have to go to a monster truck rally. I was just asking for a number. Nine. Wow, okay. That's a powerful nine coming from uh, everything you've been thinking about. <laughs> what about you? <sighs> yeah, I think I'm, I mean, the vacation was really helpful. I mean, if, you, if you're, you know, I don't like giving advice, but I, I know everyone can't go on a vacation or, you know, but there's, you know, just finding something to look forward to, even if it's something small. I, I got a wreck at the end. Oh. That it's 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 just will make little, people happy. Little, I don't know. Make some people happy. Made my family happy. Um, yeah, I think I'm. You know, I think I'm at a. I think I'm at a good solid eight right oh, now. That's that's a B plus in my book. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, because vacation was a good experience. I think I'm still. I'm. I'm. I, I'm st I was rejuvenated by that, and I'm. Yeah. You know, and it's. Uh, I giving myself a little more. Leeway to not 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 put so much pressure on myself and try and beat myself up for what we're not able to do or what what I'm not able to accomplish or whatever, and that but it fluctuates yeah very drastically yeah and um you know so it's it's a couple of days at a time and then you move to you know it's like you might move to a more depressive zone it just it it happens and if yeah. but there's ebbs and know, flows finding finding something to do to to get out of it, like Christy's got, you know, not that we need more plants, but like. Oh, you can, you always need more You know, plants. she's like, I'm getting more plants. I'm, you know, I'm getting my hands dirty. It's like th these type of things help She's getting her, her hands dirty? Yeah. Like she's digging into the dirt? She, yeah. Wow, like a farmer. She is a farmer. She's she a is plant, a farmer. She's a plant do you, farmer. Do you, does she have fruits? Um, We have lemons. That's a fruit. It is a fruit. We have pomegranates. You have limes? No. We have you should have quats. limes. You should have limes because I was making guacamole the other night, and uh, you have avocados. You have an avocado tree. I have a grocery store. Okay, yeah. But what we didn't have, and this is every okay. What is the key ingredient besides avocados? Now I probably have already given it away. Onions. <laughs> so I mean, a classic lime? a classic guacamole is avocado, onions, salt. And lime, right now you can you can get a little you can put some peppers in there if you want. Some people put tomatoes. I know you don't like to do that. I don't even put tomatoes in my guacamole because it makes it a little watery, makes it too runny. Unless it's a really good tomato. Uh, 
But if you use the lime juice that's in the plastic lime, and that uh-huh. sucker is older than a week or so, the tang is gone. And we had so many avocados, because Jesse does something where there's like some local farm who brings produce or whatever, you know? And um, we had like 12 avocados because we had a batch that came in and we didn't touch them. And then we had a new batch come in. I was like, baby, we gotta have guacamole. And we a gotta, vat of guacamole. We gotta have guacamole multiple nights in a row. And so I was like, I'm going for a four avocado bowl right now, which is a lot of, lot of guacamole. You got the chips to support that? <sighs> Not really, man. I was really loading up the chips because I didn't have the ratio right for that either. There's some toast too, there's some. I was also putting it on a quesadilla. Oh, that's good. I'm using that Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri, <laughs> Guy Fieri is what I say now. Uh, salsa that we, we had on the show and uh, Boy, that sauce is good, man. You like it? Yeah, that seven Smoky. pepper, smoky. But anyway, what are we talking about? The 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 line, the tang of the guacamole is the key, and I didn't have the tang, and I just felt like a fool with this really dull lime juice. It's like I, no matter how much I put in there from that dull, dead lime juice, plastic green lime thing. Mm. So, in other words, you should have a lime tree. I'll come get some when I'm making guacamole. Lando and I are going to remove. The rocks from the rock tumbler, they have reached that's their, exciting. that's happening tonight. We How it, many, how we, long has that been going? Um, since before vacation. Constantly moving? Yeah. We went really overboard on the on the polish stage. There's there's three different phases. You put different? Three different grits. grits? Yeah. But like, we did an experiment where we left the polish stage on there for like a week longer than we should. But what can what hurt? What hurt? I mean, exactly. you gonna break the rocks? So now we're excited. We're gonna open that thing up tonight. Send me, send me some pictures. That, that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, I've taken, I take pictures. Oh, okay. I take progress photos of the of the rocks after ev- before and after every uh, every stage. Well, why don't you put this on your Instagram? This is exciting content. You get a lot of followers doing that. Yeah, it is. I could just, <laughs> it could just be only a rock tumbler site. All right, let's get into some questions. So we're doing good. Let's ride that wave. Yeah, yeah. Join us. You know, if you don't, if if you're a four, if you're a three, if you're a one right now. It's okay. I'll, I'll be there next week, again probably. You know, it's and you just you know, just make up your mind to tumble some rocks, yeah, I like figuratively, that. and um, just let 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 the process work. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else. So finding the perfect place is easier than ever and so is finally moving in together, just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom. And you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner. They may even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it. No, you're doing it because you love them, because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. Did you know that's what we were talking about? Pets. So that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet-friendly place. Tavin Mascari asks, at what time of night do you consider to be the cutoff of late night and early morning? Say you go downstairs and your kid is up at 3 a.m. Do you say, what are you doing up so late? Or what are you doing up so early? Hashtag ear biscuits. 3 a.m. And I'm not even gonna go into any sort of, I'm not gonna ask myself why I think this, but just 3 a.m., middle of the night, late night. That's. The middle of the night is not, I mean, yeah, technically technically midnight. So, I mean, it's when it, it, we all know that. Let's just set the baseline. At 12, it's a.m. It's the, the middle of the night is the first of the next day. Can we agree on that? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not the question at hand, but yes. I don't consider that to be the middle of the night, but 3 a.m. is kind of late. Like the middle of the night. No, no, no that's, that's not the question. Do you consider it the middle of the night? That, we're not finding the middle of the night. You just said we're you asking, considered 3 a.m. the middle of the night. Right, but so I'm, what I meant was. That's a little late. It, three. A, I'm okay, forget middle of the night. It's the night. Like if you're up at 3 a.m., you're up late. For me, 
if you're up at 4 a.m., you're up early. That's oh. the cutoff. That, that, that's how, in my brain, without thinking about it, if, 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 like, if I wake up at 4.30, I think to myself, dang, why do I wake up so early? If I wake up at 3.30, I think, why am I waking up in the middle of the night? Now that's a good test because his example is not helpful because I think if you haven't gone to sleep, then it's still the night. You can't have a morning until you go to sleep unless the sun comes up. So as long as the sun's not up and you haven't gone to sleep, it is still night. I don't disagree with you, but that is, I do not believe that is Tavin's question. The implication. He said if you go downstairs, now. The, the he, implication is that you've gone to sleep. If Tavin has gone to sleep and he wakes up, but if I, if I go downstairs at 2 a.m., the kids might still be awake. Not th I've never done three. Sometimes I've stayed up till two, but if I've if I've woken up, I understand. And but they haven't gone to sleep. I would not ask them why are you up so early because they haven't gotten up. Oh, but also it's two a.m. Forget the kid. No, you. I'm saying his example doesn't work for me either way. Okay, what about this example? But if it, but, but you wake up in the you wake up at night. You look at the clock. It says three thirty. Do you think, damn, what am I waking up in the middle of the night for? And I'm using, I understand. I, I, I think it, to me, I think it's later. I think it's, I would say. What do you wake up at 4.30? You wake up at five o'clock. Five, well, 5.30. Five, okay, so it's for somebody who wakes up at 5.30, and I used to, pre-COVID I woke up at 5.50, now I wake up at 6.30. So I, I think to me it would be 4.30. So 4.20 is, <laughs> 420 is still night. Is Th that's really? night. That's morning for me. Because I can think of many different times when they're like, I gotta go, I gotta go on a trip. We're going to the airport. We gotta get up at four o'clock. And when I think that, I'm like, dang, that's gonna no. be an early morning. It, but if I have to get no. up at three o'clock, I'm like, I'm not going to sleep. Yeah, for me, it's that the four to five. Okay, well, where I was trying to get to this, I was hoping that you would agree with the three to four, because I think that there is a subconscious connection to what is known as the witching hour, which is traditionally understood to be 3 a.m. to 3.59 a.m. I did not know that. So that's what the witching hour is. Now people kind of disagree, and first of all, is the witching hour even a thing? But most people agree that that is the hour that has the highest supernatural activity, right? Okay. People who believe in supernatural or paranormal things tend to think, that's what they call the witching hour, three o'clock to 3.59. I didn't do any much reading about this other than to establish that. I didn't like find out like, well, what's that about? But I just found it interesting that that hour is where there's the most extreme activity. And for me, that in my mind is the hour in which the transition between night and day is actually happening, which is weird. Um, based on what? Just your gut? Just based on my gut, yeah. Like I said, if it's four o'clock, I feel like, why am I up early? If it's 3.30, I'm like, why am I up late? That's, I'm, again, I'm not analyzing it, I'm just saying from the gut, that's what it feels like. Um, but, again, I, I, like to, I like to entertain the possibility of sort of weird, believing weird things. It's, it, it has been proven in my life to be fun to believe weird things, and I think it's been proven throughout history that it's fun and attractive to believe weird things. It's fun to believe conspiracy theories. It's fun to believe in supernatural things. It makes life more interesting, whether it's true or not. So. Um, I think it's fun to read about it and other people who believe it, but I don't know if I'll go so far to say it's fun to actually believe it. Yeah, it might be sad. Well, it depends on what the, what the effect on your personal life is, I guess. But what I'm saying, and maybe it's scary. But that time of night, that's an interesting, that is an interesting moment. I mean, there's, you can, it's it's a sneaky time, you know? Most, it's, it's the least active time. You can get away with the most, but there's the least amount to do, unless you're gonna, I guess, what, witch? Well, I, I think, here, here's my, here's the scientific, and again, the, when I say scientific, it's in quotes and has an asterisk next to it, because it's coming from me. And I, and so it's not qualified. <laughs> uh, but it could sound qualified to uh, maybe a person who's not that smart. <laughs> um, I think 
that while, again, it's fun to believe that there's actual paranormal things happening, I tend to, if, I, if I'm putting on my rational hat, I think, nah, it doesn't really happen. It's perception, and it's based on people's patterns and what state your brain and the world is at that time. And I just happen to believe that, and again, I have no science to back this up, there's something about your susceptibility to seeing things and misinterpreting things at that hour based on just our circadian rhythms, right? Because you've been asleep. I was just gonna say, just based on darkness and well, darkness, tiredness. Well, darkness is a huge part of it. And yeah, I mean, that's another way of saying the same thing. If you are, if you get up, if you've gone to sleep, right? If you stay up to the witching hour, I don't know if they're gonna have the same effect. I mean, you'll be getting sleepy and maybe your perception will be hampered. I think it might be worse. But you're prone to hallucinations, but, perhaps. But, you, but hold on, but you're a person who, uh, you've never had the opportunity to see this, but Link is a very deep sleeper and he is a very like, I am, he will be very disoriented upon waking, right? I'm a light sleeper and if you wake me up, I might as well be ready to take the SAT. Like I, I am full, I go straight to 100, I'm fully aware, I'm not groggy, I'm talking normal. I'm not happy about it, I wish I slept deeper and it would be uh, probably more enjoyable. But Link, like there is a, at least two to three minute stupor that you that you have to kind of get past before you're fully there, right? Well, especially if it's that at that time of night. Yeah, and I'm saying that for me at that time of night, it might as well be the morning. I might be like, why am I awake? But I'm also like, give me a cognitive test right now. <laughs> you know, that's an elephant. But the, I think that most people are in like a hindered state of awareness. You're also like coming out of a dream, your mind's in a weird place. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see and hear and experience things, and like you said, it's dark, and so your mind is gonna you play tricks on you. You're gonna see things in the dark. No one else is there to confirm or deny the things that you see. Of course, you're gonna have a bunch of weird stories from that hour, and then over the years, it's gonna develop. Well, that's the witching hour. That's where the paranormal activity is the highest. That's my theory. So. But back to back to the question. I mean, we've already answered the question. We're only off by an hour, by the way. Yeah, but I think it's a pretty significant hour. And I was missing the witching hour. And I would think the interesting thing is you go to bed so early that it's it's and you get up so early. It's weird to me that your perception of the morning is all the way into four o'clock. That's a that's strange to me. You go to bed at nine thirty because it's a it's a minimal impact to me to get up and at four thirty an hour earlier. But like, if you're if you're buying plane tickets back when that happened, and you're like, okay, I gotta you know I gotta work backwards from arriving. That means we gotta wake up at four a.m. versus I mean psychologically waking up at five a.m. versus four anything is uh, is a lot worse. But three, like I'll buy a plane ticket. If, and I would if never we, get we up have, at three. I've never bought a plane ticket to get up at three. Precisely, that you're confirming my argument. Or four. Okay, I've done that. In the, I've, I've, I've not done four. Plenty of times we've if had an, help it. An, a flight where, okay, if you got a flight at seven o'clock at LAX. Yeah. You gotta get up at four something to get there. You can't get up at five. I'm like, you know what? I'm not getting up before five, I just can't do that. Okay, that's fine, but what I'm saying is, most early morning flights are in the seven something, and given how long it takes to get to LAX and how busy it is, you got the family. You got to get the family up. Yeah, you're going to get up at four something. But I never have gotten the family up at three something. We will not do that in our household because that's the witching hour. Might see a ghost. Oh, that's why. Ear biscuits is supported by Superfeet. Did you know that more than seventy five percent of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only ten percent will seek out a solution for that pain? Well, guess what? Your feet don't have to hurt. 
When you add the signature orthotic shape of super feet insoles to your shoes, you give your feet comfort and support where they need it most, helping redistribute forces to reduce stress and strain on your entire body, not just your feet. Super feet insoles are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. Since 1977, super feet has helped millions of people worldwide experience the life-changing magic of comfy, pain-free feet. Super feet insoles upgrade the fit, feel, and function of your footwear to help you feel your best. The signature orthotic shape of Superfeet gives your feet the right type of support where you need it most. Physicians not only recommend Superfeet to their patients, they wear Superfeet insoles in their own shoes. Superfeet is the number one doctor worn and recommended insole. Superfeet has thousands of five-star reviews and is the insole of choice for top athletes on the field, on the ice, and on the slopes and everywhere in between. Superfeet has a wide range of insoles for every activity, every shoe, and every foot. From cushioned and flexible to firm and supportive, you can dial in your fit by taking their quick online quiz. We took the quiz, we've got our, mm -hmm. our insoles coming, they're on their way. You just answer a few short questions and Superfeet will recommend the best insole choice for you. Visit superfeet.com and enter the promo code EAR at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Julia483 asks, if teleportation was possible, how would it work? How would we be able to do that on our own or would we need some devices? How expensive would it be? And how would they stop people from teleporting to places that they should not teleport to? Lots of questions about teleportation, Julia. You're thinking a lot about this. So, so this is a deconstitution of your molecules and then a skipping through sp space and time. It's impossible. And then a reconstitution of molecules. St we're talking, we're talking Trekkian situation here. I have, I have a more formative uh, question. Oh, you don't about this. So you, okay, I, I, that that makes makes the the thought exercise that Julia is inviting us to partake in even more complicated. Uh, because you know, it, it, I, teleportation is my superpower of choice because I believe that it is a, um, it is basically equivalent to flight, uh, regardless of the nature of it, because <laughs> if I could choose between flight or teleportation, I would choose teleportation because I could basically just teleport like an infinite number of times and that's my flight. Or I could just be the guy who like, teleports 100 yards and then falls in like a wing squirrel suit and then teleports again and then falls some more and then teleports a little bit higher, you know? Like I'm constantly flying. It's like, I just, I'm just doing it in like the stratosphere. Yes, yes. But here's the thing. And this is the question for- Aerial teleporting. This is the question for time travel too. And I don't know when this first hit me and I know that people have probably discussed, this is not a novel thing, but how do you, what is the point of reference in terms of your locality when you are teleporting or time traveling, right? So how, and okay, let's just take back to the future, right? So we forget, we, when we think about time travel and we think, okay, well, Marty McFly has gotta go back to this exact place in this exact time and he's still gonna be in the town that he was in He's like, he's, okay, literally, he's driving down the road in the middle of the town, and then when he travels in time, he's driving down the same road in the same town. And that's because in our world, our point of reference is the world, but the world, it, we are on a sphere, if you believe that, and uh, we are traveling, not only are we spinning, but we're traveling around the sun, which is also moving through our uh, in our galaxy, in our galaxy, what is the point of reference for time travel or teleportation? Everything's moving so quickly. How did Doc Brown figure out how to have the car come back? The points of reference, the earth would be in a completely different place in 1985 than it was in 1955. Like not, they would be so, it would be so far from where it was. So did his machine have a way to like, locate where the earth would be because. Sure, it was relative. I mean, I think he wrote it. This is not, he, he no, wrote, it's not possible. It's relative to the center of the earth. So. I in, think he wrote it all on a chalkboard. But, okay, so in reality, like, so, I don't know. 
uh, they, this is easy as writing a script, by the way. But. They said, um, they being some people on the news who talk about what scientists come up with, they 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 sent some particle back in time, like last year or something, right? Like, How? but like they they, I don't know. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did, but not like way back in time. Like uh, they like s made a particle like slip off of the timeline a little bit. I'm using non scientific terms for what actually happened. Okay, but. It, that's a particle moving a very, very, very small amount of time, right? I don't even really understand the nature of it, and I could be getting this wrong. But like, let's say a human moved a year. You're gonna be in freaking space, man. Like, if you move, at, for, in the least, you're gonna be in a different country. <laughs> you know, like, and also not on the surface. You're gonna be in the Earth's crust. You're gonna be in the center of the earth. You're gonna be on the top of a mountain. You're gonna be way high. You, but most likely you're gonna be outside of the paper thin atmosphere of the earth and no longer present. You're gonna be in just the middle of space if you time travel. Unless they have a point of reference for being in that exact locality. But what is the point of reference if the universe is constantly expanding? And it, depending on where you are, well, no matter where you are in the universe, you seem like you're in the center of the universe, right? That's one of the mm -hmm. that's one of the understandings of the way that space and time is expanding is that if you can go anywhere you want to in the universe and you always perceive to be in the middle of it. So there is no point of reference. It's all relative. Well, you talked me out of wanting to do it. So the first guy who who is going to be like, "I'm doing it. I'm time traveling." Hopefully, they're like, "Hold on a second. You're not going to end up here again, dude." You're gonna die, so don't do it. And the same is true with teleportation, unless it's like the kind of teleportation where you're, oh, you can only teleport where you can see, which I think is, um, there was some movie where that was the case, and I don't know why that was the rule, but you could only teleport where you could see. Sounds safer. And at that point, you don't have to worry about the it's, you're moving instantly and you're moving to a place you can see, so I think that any like, it's not gonna be a problem. But anyway, that that's something that complicates the question for me. Too complicated for me, Julia. <laughs> I got nothing. Ear Biscuits is supported by Live Nation. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, yeah. Alanis Morissette, okay. Cage the Elephant. Why not? Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Josh West asks, how important do I have to be to be assassinated and not murdered? Uh, first of all, Josh, I want to um, just send my condolences for your untimely demise. Yeah. Um, and I, but I have to point out that it probably has something to do with your Twitter handle, with a handle like at Stud of the West. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's in try. He's trying to be important. I think you're. Yeah, I think you're. You're trying a bit too hard, <laughs> and it's gonna. It is gonna backfire with. Uh, probably some form of a murder. So, I, but, so, but so watch out for yourself. He Take self-defense classes. He might be the stud of the West. I, I mean, do you know? Do you think you are the stud of the West? I just think that's. Um, I mean, I've never heard I, of the title. I haven't heard. I, and I haven't heard of Josh. And I think if either one existed, well, I think Josh exists. But there's a lot if of things. If the title that, existed, I, th I think I would have heard of Josh. There's a lot of things that exist that are at least you know going by what my oldest son says to me that are really important and really popular that we don't know that about. I don't know about. So Stud of the West may be one of the things that is a big deal in the West. So he Well if it is then he's got the only, he he's got the he's got the Twitter handle. But I I think the distinction between assassination and murdering 
is simply political. I, I like think of the most popular per, non-political person on earth right now. Um, some pop star or some sure, athlete, right? Sure, yeah. If if they get if LeBron James and again not speaking anything to an to, into existence here, if LeBron James were killed. You wouldn't say LeBron James assassinated because he's not a political figure. I think that no, they, they refer wouldn't. to John Lennon's assassination. Well, I, I think it's that's I, I, strange. I, I'm gonna throw to out me. a couple of things here. That's strange to me. Is that true? I think that just just Google it. John Lennon's just well. First of all, bias Google John Lennon's assassination and just see if it's a thing because. To me, the factors are if you're if you're killed for an ideological reason or um, to prevent you from accomplishing something on some on some scale, then I think we might be in assassination territory. Well, or if it's if it's done by well, I was going to say if it's done by a professional, but a hit on somebody is not an assassination. Well, the wiki entry is the murder of John Lennon. Does That's it say assassination anyway? Did you Google what I asked? I did. Him? I said J- John Lennon assassination, and the thing that was suggested was John Lennon assassin, so that the person who committed it, uh, I, this okay, someone who kills a public figure. If an assassin is murders an assassin, you, then you are assassinated. I don't. I actually think there's a distinction. So, what's an an assassin is someone who kills a public figure. In a, a public in a, figure, somebody who kills a public figure in like a calculated way, not like somebody who kills a public figure in like a fight. <laughs> That's um, not an assassin. So, an assassin can murder somebody or assassinate somebody. But he's called the perpetrator on, on Wiki, and again, Wiki is the source for all truth. Uh, murder, resuscitation attempt. Oh, this is this is. 1980. Uh, I, again, I just think so it's, I, it's, you have to be a political figure. So um, obviously, like if if the CIA goes to a foreign land and kills a a leader of a country, that's an assassination. If somebody kills a political leader of any kind, that's an assassination. Now, if you if you're like a city councilman, Google define assassination. I think it, you know, well, it's let's, super let's, right. let's figure it out first. Think, because I think that, I think like, that's probably if it. you're like the president of the PTA, that's a murder. You know, if you're like the head of the school board, even in a big city, what is the cutoff? If you're a mayor, if you're a mayor, that's an assassination. Unless well, you're like sc- a mayor. School board is, a, is elected. So it's an elected official. I think if an elected official is killed. And the, it's an ide- there's an ideological reason or to prevent them from so- doing something. It's a low scale assassination. If who does what? I, I think if you're. Assassination is the act of assassinating someone. But okay, we got it. If, I think this, I think, Josh, if you wanna be assassinated and not murdered, you just need to join a school board. Things get heated. Well, in, in okay. This this is not You need di- to be what you need to be a political figure is I think what we're arriving at. But this we- is diffsense.com. I don't know where that is. Um when used as nouns, assassination means the murder of a person, especially for political reasons or for personal gain. So if you like killed someone to get an insurance policy, no, that's, that's not murder. assassination. Whereas murder means an act of de- de- deliberate killing of another being, especially. How important do you have to be? You have to be an elected official. It says, assassination is the act of deliberately killing a prominent person, such as a head of state or head of government. An assassination may be prompted by political and military motives. I, but give me an, ex- I, we need an example. Of just like, uh, a, like an was, athlete being assassinated. Was, was Martin Luther King Jr. assassinated? Definitely, 100% okay, that's well, an assassination. I, I know it was, it was it was because political. He's, a, he's, the, he's the leader of a political movement. He was yeah, the leader. Yeah. He was the leader of a political moment, uh, movement. He wasn't an elected official, but it was a political. Yeah, it, it, it could be described as a political movement. Yeah, 
So well, I'm trying an, to come if, up with another example then. If an athlete or a pop star is doing something If they're killed political. for an ideological, Bill Gates. Ooh, he's a old That's what he did. So he's a philanthropist. I don't know if that would be an assassination though, because. He's doing, he's doing all this, he's doing all this work, unless you believe the conspiracy, he's doing all this work. He's to, doing all this work to give everybody the mark of the beast through to, the vaccination. To help, That's what he's doing, because it's fun to believe that. To help people. So if, if he's murdered in order to prevent that, then that's an assassination. But again, that's that's socio-political. It's a so it's a social thing. Yeah. Now the stud of the West again. Um, Congratulations on the title. Let me just. There's a couple of things about this. Stud implies prominence, importance, coolness, probably good lookingness. West implies West implies a, a region to the left of the Rockies. Yeah, but or the left of the the Mississippi. Mississippi, because I mean, yeah, east of the Rockies is still technically the the west. Yeah, but the west implies a geopolitical. In my mind, when you say the west, I think he's talking about the American West. So this is a geopolitical title. The stud of the west is like the best looking, coolest, most athletic dude in this geopolitical region. And as you know, but what is he doing? If you're good looking, if you're a good athlete, you know, the chances of becoming a prominent politician, leading a political movement go way up. So I would say, yeah, uh, if Josh, if you're killed, it will be clearly an assassination. Just by virtue of your Twitter handle. <laughs> At Lexor, hello, Alexandra. Oh, you Tweets. know what? What are the chances that, and this was not what? planned, I'm wearing the pin that Alexandra made for me uh, of Barbara's face. Chances are high, you wear that a lot. I Well, I haven't worn it on the podcast in a long time and we're yeah. taking one of her questions. Does everyone have a voice inside their head when they're writing or reading? Is that what my voice actually sound, is that what my voice actually sounds like or is this what I think my voice sounds like? Is it even my voice? I don't know if I, re if I relate to this because I do not, have a voice that I'm hearing when I'm reading. I just feel like I'm taking the words d directly to the language center of my brain and I'm not, I don't feel like I'm translating them into a voice unless I'm reading a fictional book, at which point the character may adopt some sort of voice and image in my mind. But if I'm just reading words, like reading this or, question. Or an autobiography, you hear the person who's reading it. Like when I was talking about the flea autobiography, I hear him. Of course. Especially because of his writing style. But yeah, right. But if you're just reading like an email, an email, don't you? Do you hear the person? Well, see, this is it. See, when well, she's I, asking, is you hear yourself reading it out loud to yourself? Because she's like, is that my voice? Is this what my voice sounds sounds like, or do I have a special inside my head voice? Let me let me just read some stuff here silently. It's, well, now that you're thinking about it, now you're, it's impossible. Now that I think about it, I'm hearing my voice. Yeah. Reading it to me. Yeah, because you're manifesting that. But if you, if you hadn't been, it's just like, think, don't think of a pink elephant. What'd you think of? A suitcase. <laughs> you thought of a pink elephant. So you can't do this. I mean, you, you can't say what I thought of. You're telling me you didn't just picture a pink elephant? I deliberately didn't. But and I right did. behind that suitcase was a pink elephant. <laughs> it um, flashed for a second, and then I I put it in a suitcase. Right, which is the same thing that's happening here. I, I can I can safely say that just normal reading of words, and also I mean let's just translate this just to thoughts in general. Like when you're thinking through something, are you like, you know, your brain is processing information uh, most of the time. And you're making a decision whether or not you're you're translating that into the English language, right? Because the English language is just a proxy for some yeah. things that are happening in the world, right? It's just an interpretation, but it isn't. It doesn't actually mean anything directly. It just represents meaning. Well, definitely, when I'm to take one step back, when I'm writing something, I mean, definitely an email. When I write an email, I write it like I'm saying it. 
for the most part. But that's I think that's a it's it's a style choice. Not everybody does that. Some people, you know, you can hear you can hear more you can hear some people more than others in their emails. Okay. Cuz cuz some people just they have a writing style. I'm not much of a writer, so I think that's what really come why I do that. I'm I'm more of a verbal processor. So when I write some some down to communicate it, I write down what I would say if I were there. And then if I get in my head, I'll like edit it like crazy. But when you think. But when I think. Are um, you like, because to me, if I'm really thinking hard about something. I'm not hearing a voice in my head, no. There are, there are times, because I, you know, I feel like you're, most people are thinking about multiple things at once. And then if you like really focus, you might be able, I can generate like an actual sort of like, this is the voice saying the thing, like you should do this almost, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, and this is why it's gonna be really difficult to ever invent the like mind reading device. Th think about all the things that have to happen. Like you have to find a way to interpret someone's thoughts and then translate them into Co coherent speech, that's not even happening in their brain. So how are right. you gonna, how's that gonna happen outside of their brain? I'm, sh I'm sure there's studies where, you know, you can monitor the language center of the brain when somebody's reading. And I bet you, I bet you there's plenty of people right now who are listening and thinking, I definitely hear a voice when I read and when I write. I mean, I've said that I hear a voice, my voice, when I write. More often yeah, than yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but I'd, I'd guess that you don't. No, I'm saying I can activate that like now that I'm thinking about it. Like if you're writing an email versus a script, when you write the email, do you do you hear yourself? Not until I read it back. When myself. you read it back, but not when you're writing it. Not when I'm evaluating, how does this come across? At that point, I might hear a voice. But I do think that's interesting because I think that regardless of how, you know, like uh, Elon Musk's Neuralink you know, how, what is that gonna do? I think at best, we're gonna be able to sort of generate interpretations of emotions. Like this person is angry. This person is lying. This person right. is, is, is turned on right now. But this person is thinking this specifically? No way. But you, but you could probably have, in addition to the, the way that the brain centers are being highlighted, some sort of AI that gives a pretty predictable, but not, gives a pretty predictable uh, interpretation of what somebody's thinking. But it won't be like, and here's the sentence related to it. But you'll be, but you'll just know based on the question that you're asking or the interpretation that they're, the, uh, the conversation they're having, mm -hmm. what they would be saying. And maybe there's some robot that could like put it into almost words digest.bps.org.uk says the websites that we pull up well when you google it is you know it's the first thing that comes up a new paper published in psychosis i love that magazine suggests that most people do hear an internal voice when they're reading for those who heard different inner voices these tended to vary based on the voice of the character who was speaking in a story or if it was a text message or email on the voice of the sender. Uh, I, and I, like I said, daily, I relate to that. Medical daily, hearing voices in your head, more than 80% of readers have inner voice, but not everyone shares the same narrator. While silently reading a book, text message, or this article to yourself, a voice may emerge from the back of your mind to narrate the sentences. 80%. I just, okay, I, I'm not saying I don't believe that, but I, have to believe that this slows you down. Like taking the time to turn it into a voice, doesn't that make it, like what about people who speed read? I know I don't do that, but there's people who like, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta let go of the, the voice, I think. You gotta let go of the voice? Find a way to, just, to re, just to let it go directly to I think it's your just, brain. I mean, I'm not convinced, I mean, you don't think you do, but maybe you do, 80% do. I said I do when I'm reading something where it's a, like a caricature, a caricature voice or I, what, I, I whatever, get that. you know? Or it might be, but it's not, but maybe I'm misinterpreting this. Are you saying that it's it, like, 
the entire thing is being spoken by somebody that you're hearing in your head? Or is it just like, oh, I got an email from Link. I'm loosely associating the words that I'm reading on this page with the way that he would say them, but it's not a process that's so fine-tuned that like, every, it's he might as well be inside my head speaking. Like that has not happened to me. Yeah, I'm kind of twisted because I de- every single time I get an email, like if I don't know the person I've got an email from, or if I'm reading an article, I, I don't. Th- I think I only hear a voice when I know who it is. Exactly, and even then, what I'm saying is that it's like a touch and go kind of thing. I get lost in it and eventually move beyond the person's voice just to the content. See, I'm reading this freaking article right now and I, I'm hearing myself read it to myself. I gotta go back to that. Yeah, I can turn it off. It's very comforting. What, but what does a person sound like? Me. Hmm. Hmm. Boy, you've really stumped us here, Alexandra. Well, we've been, we've been stumped left and right here today, but. It's been fun. It's kind of like it's kind of like indulging in a conspiracy theory. And I wonder if listening to audiobooks, which I do more right. and more, makes this more likely or less likely. You would think that it has to make it more likely. You know, you just get into this place where I'm just taking in books as people's voices only. It seems like the easy study is somebody you hook somebody's brain up. Put and a you, microphone. Let it, you let them read. Put a microphone in And then brain. you let them listen to somebody talk and see if the same part of the brain lights up. I don't, you know, it's within the language center. I don't know. Let's do that. Experiment. Thanks for making us think about this stuff. What? I'm exhausted. You know, that, <laughs> sometimes that's all you can do is just think. You know, you're stuck at home. You're not going out to the restaurants. You're not hugging people, hadn't seen your parents. Just try to go within yourself and discover something. And just just listen to that little voice that you hear constantly while you're reading. <laughs> or go outside and play with something you bought. Ah, rec time. Rec baby, rec baby, one, two, three, four. Um, when we were at the beach, I was reminded of this thing, this game that exists that I had forgotten about that I knew about, Spike Ball. So I've seen people on the beach. Super with, popular now. Yeah. Everybody's playing it. Everybody, it's not, so you're saying this isn't much of a wreck? No, no, I'm, I'm just saying, saying it is the game of choice on you, the beaches now. It's, it's, yeah, it's the new, it's a new cornhole for is, the beach. Is that the name of it? I didn't know the name of it. Spike ball. Spike ball? So it's like a hula hoop with a net stretched reasonably taut over it and then it's got four um, legs and then you got this little ball and you just bat it down like serve it, bounce it off, and then you can, I think it's you like can. It's like volleyball rules. Yeah, volleyball, then you can hit it twice to yourself and then hit it back over if you're just playing against somebody. At least that's how we're doing it at our house. Oh, so you, have, you, have you done the four-way game? I, I, I have not mobilized I, four people in my family to all participate I watched, uh I watched a four-way game at the beach on that my vacation. That seems the most fun. And uh, I surmised it was, you could not touch it twice yourself. Mm-hmm. That it was that like volleyball, sense. you had to hit it to your partner. I mean, it's Lincoln and Lando play. You know, even with the age discrepancy, they have a good time playing. So it's together. better than tetherball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's better than tetherball. If you're you can, thinking about getting a tetherball, don't. Okay, we need to. It needs to die. Tetherball needs to go. We have one. Yeah, and have you used it? Well, there was a pole that we would walk to and hook it up, and yeah, yeah. And when was the last time you did that? <laughs> can't even remember. Tetherball that. only exists I, as we, a joke we in entertainment. When it jammed the crap out of my finger. When yeah, I was playing. Yeah. Tetherball is just an accident waiting to happen. Uh, spike ball, you can, you can get one on Amazon for less than 30 bucks, a whole set. That's a pretty good deal. You know, you even, you know, if you if you play five times, you pay for the thing, you know? Wait, why, because you charge $6 every time? <laughs> yeah. Like oh, you, you said $15 or $30, you said $30? $30. Okay, yeah, six, I was right, right. the first time. Yeah, so hey, try it out. Even with just two people, it's still fun. And then, and it's, and it's lightweight. You can take it to the beach. You can't. It, 
I don't think, maybe it fits in a carrier, I don't know. It does fit in a carrier because I was at and that. you can assemble it I was on there. a beach that you had to like walk down the steps to get I don't, to. I don't know, if, I think my $30 one does that. And the guy had it in like a backpack and he like broke it out and I was like, well, okay, here we go. Try out spike ball if you, if you get someone who likes to knock balls with you. It seems to be much more enjoyable when you're intoxicated, just based on my experience watching the game. Um. It's also harder when you're holding a beer in one hand. I think my kids would concur. <laughs> okay, spike ball, spike it up. Yeah, look at that. Social distance. Anything to get these kids doing something outside for a few minutes. Hell, you can do that inside. Uh, you could do it inside, yeah. yeah. It gets kind of out of control, I, I wouldn't do that. Don't do it outside, don't do it inside, I mean. Do it outside. Just, just, just let me finish the rest, <laughs> that's it. Do it outside. Okay. As long as you're not alone. Let us know what you thought about the discussion this week. Hashtag Gear Biscuits. You probably know something we don't because yeah. Yeah, we give, were just really Give us the real, the real science. Give us the real science on Twitter, the source of all truth. I want to know if, if, if you hear a voice. Let's talk about that specifically. That's an interesting one. Hashtag Gear Biscuits. Talk at you next week.